This is a Federal News Network podcast. Communication and collaboration might be the hardest things about teleworking. That and the fact that the good ones can overwork or work too long, and that's unfair to them and the agency. One of the government's long-serving chief information officers has some practical advice to effectiveness in times like these. Export-Import Bank CIO Howard Spira joins me now. Mr. Spira, good to have you on. Hi. Thank you, Tom. Good to be here with you. And let's start with some of your experience. You were a CIO on 9-11, and then you were a CIO during the crash of 08. Let's go back to 9-11. What did you learn back then? I was based out of uh, Connecticut, but we were part of the New York metro area. All I can say is uh, communication, 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 and and knowing who your key people are. Uh, obviously, we uh, uh, we had plans, but uh, the most challenging circumstances are the ones that you maybe didn't plan for. And communicating, knowing how to find your key people and how to rally them are are key. And I think the other thing that I would say is uh, leadership is key. What are the key principles that you're trying to get out there and how do you rally that team? And in 9-11, I mean, what happened? There were buildings collapsing nearby where you had people, correct? Yes, we had uh, buildings uh, that were at least uh, at the time on fire and and subsequently collapsed where we had uh where we had staff. It was also a major telecommunication center. When the building collapsed, I think every uh, beeper and network monitor basically went uh, blank because we became disconnected. Yeah, so you've had some experience in this idea of continuity of operations. And if you fast forward to this one, the buildings aren't collapsing, but the people are all scattered. And what is your best advice for a CIO, someone in leadership position, someone at the SES level to deal with this? Well, I think uh, from a, a leadership perspective, uh, the probably the most important thing to to remember is tone at the top and that the leader through their words and, and their actions are going to set the tone and the key principles that people are going to uh, uh, be paying attention to. So I think for leaders, it's really about speaking clearly that uh, it's not only the mission, but people matter. Uh, and it's also about setting clear norms and consistent behavior and setting the tempo for communication. I think it's very important that leaders also practice what they preach. They never forget the impact of leadership voices, which are louder uh, than you often realize. And what about uh, who to communicate with? I mean, sometimes I think leaders may make the mistake of they only communicate with the immediate people under them, and everyone else is wondering what's going on. Yeah. Well, this is the time for leaders to to lead, and they need to speak broadly um, because they need to create that transparency and consistency of message, not only to their lieutenants, but through the entire organization, and they need to do that quickly. So uh, at XM, our chairman, uh, Kimberly Reed, was out in front of the whole organization in addition to a consistent tempo of communication to her uh, uh, direct reports and her senior executive team. And then there's people at the middle levels here that are in between the top leadership, but they are supervising lots of people. What's their best role in times like this? Sure. This is a very challenging place to be because you're not necessarily in the room where uh, policy is uh, being made and and you're sort of squeezed between policy being made and often very anxious staff that want answers. So first of all, let me, let me say being a supervisor in, in uh, times like this is a very challenging place to be. But I think probably the most important thing is as that tone from the top is set from the executive, 
you also need to translate that into what it means for um, your group or, or your area. And so you need to have a candid discussion as a group leader about how you begin to translate those broad principles into what does it mean for your group. I think the other thing, and I would specifically uh, uh, say this to supervisors, and when I say supervisor, I mean someone who has direct reports and how they interact with with their direct reports, is you need to talk to each member of your team as an individual, because particularly in this pandemic, how it's impacting each individual is, is varied. People have different situations. Some people have young children. Some people have older parents that they're responsible for at, at home. So the variety that I've seen with respect to my staff and what they're dealing with and, and the kind of attention that they need to pay to their personal life uh, is, is very varied. And so uh, you have to have an individual conversation with each one to kind of understand what's happening with them, what's their capacity, and, and kind of what's their availability that they can make avail- that they can make you know uh, back for the mission. We're speaking with Howard Spira. He's the CIO of the Export Import Bank. And then you have also written in an essay at Federal News Network that sometimes the staff people can get overzealous and burn themselves out or work around the clock. And this is not really a good idea either, is it? No, it's uh, uh, no, it's not. Because I think the first thing you have to do in order to uh, be able to uh, sustain yourself through something like this is you, you, you know, have to maintain your health. You have to maintain uh, uh, your energy and you need to be attentive to significant obligations that you probably have at home, whether it's to yourself, to family members, to relatives, that's important too. And it's probably not a good idea to hide whatever situation you might be have. You're urging people to be candid about where they are. Yeah, I think it's important to be candid. And uh, you can actually be candid and also maintain privacy uh, because I know that some people get uncomfortable talking about these things. So I think the the important thing is you just need to be candid about what you're capable of doing and when you're capable of doing it. Supervisors don't have crystal balls, so they don't know if you're homeschooling or if you've got some other obligation maybe to an, an aging parent that um, that they don't know about. Um, and so we've introduced a lot of flexibilities to to try to keep the federal workforce as employed as possible and to allow people to work through all of these challenging situations. So People need to share what their uh, challenging situation is so that supervisors can help them and the agency work through it. And what are some of the signs that you monitor to see if things are going well or that might pop up if things are not going as well as they should? Sure. Well, at at Exxon, we monitor it through three main vehicles. First of all, we have a lot of telemetry about what's happening on our network and what's happening with our applications. So we've got uh, sort of a constant flow of what are utilization rates on on uh, networks and who's using what kind of application and what percent of the workforce that represents. And so that's one place we can get a clue about stuff happening. The other thing is uh, ever since we've had the pandemic, we check in every day and say what's happening on the help desk, which is our central point uh, where people will call if, if they're having some kind of IT issue. But probably most importantly, we have uh, two one-hour meetings a day one focused on sort of internal operations with a number of the operationally oriented leadership, and then another one that's uh, focused on our customers. And through those forums, we also are able to 
have a face-to-face, albeit it's virtual, feedback of how things are going. And we uh, take time to actually ask ourselves, let's synthesize the telemetry, let's synthesize the help desk calls, and let's synthesize the feedback that we're getting at these meetings with other leaders to uh, map out a, uh, a strategy and try to be ahead of things. And one final question, what about contractors that are often heavily and deeply into the support of agency IT operations? Sure. I think that's a great question. Um, if they're on-prem, they're our responsibility for their safety. And um, basically, we've done a tremendous amount of outreach to our on-prem contract workforce, making sure that we're in contact not only with the program manager, but oftentimes the executive and talking about what we're doing. Also asking them for feedback about what, if anything, they're hearing from their on-prem contractors about Uh, how it's working and if we're meeting their needs, and then asking them to also echo some of the key messages uh, uh, that we have. So our outreach to our procurement community is also very extensive. Howard Spira is CIO of the Export-Import Bank. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you, Tom. We'll post this interview along with a link to his essay on this topic at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Stay up to date on your agency's latest responses to coronavirus. Visit our special resources page at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.